Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week's episode of the Jesus People Places podcast. If you're new here, my name's Mackenzie. I'm your podcast host, and happy freaking Thanksgiving. If you are listening on a day later, or days later, I guess, it's Thanksgiving, guys, which I just recorded the whole intro, totally forgetting that it was Thanksgiving. So we are starting this back over because I feel the need to wish you a happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. I hope today is going to be filled with so much joy, lots of yummy food, and just sweet times with family. However, the holidays are an interesting time, and I want to talk about that on today's episode. I went into this episode thinking we were going to talk about hobbies, but with it being Thanksgiving, and with the holiday season just really quickly approaching, and honestly being here now, Who else knows that being around family members, whether that be immediate family or not immediate family, what's the like, distant family? Not distant, I guess distant family. It can be a challenge when it comes to a relationship with food. And I think a lot of people struggle around this time more than any time with their relationship with food. So I want to talk about it for a second and I want to give you some encouragement in this season because this season and a lot of other years has been really difficult for me and I know even this year because it's happened all year having comments being made about how much I'm eating at the beginning of this year I got comments like that and they absolutely crushed me now I've been able to build such a strong foundation and such a strong confidence in the fact that, yeah, I do eat and I do eat a lot because my body needs it and my body needs to be fueled. And that's a cool thing and not something that anyone should be judging in a negative light. Anyways, before we get into this episode, some life updates. I just got back from Arizona literally like basically yesterday. I've had one day at home. It's Tuesday. I got home late Sunday night. Had all day yesterday, I think I woke up, started working, and did not stop working until later at night. I had so much to do and catch up on. And then this morning, it's currently 6.30 in the morning as I'm recording this. Hence, you guys aren't watching on YouTube because I'm not posting on YouTube. But hence the eye patches that I currently have on and I'm still in my pajamas in my bed drinking peppermint tea. I leave for Atlanta in a few hours. So this podcast is being recorded now. In the meantime, I have to find a SIM card adapter because mine completely broke while I was in Arizona. Not sure when, where, how we're going to find that one, but we'll get it figured out and we'll get this podcast up for you guys. Not to worry. Like I said, I just got back from Arizona. I freaking love Scottsdale. I love Scottsdale so much. And if you heard my testimony from last week, you're probably like, Mackenzie, wasn't Scottsdale like one of the places where like you kind of struggled? Yeah, it absolutely was. And I think when planning to go back on that trip, I was like, yeah, like this place might be not even triggering for me, but I'm like, what if I'm in that place and it like leads me back to temptation or whatever else? And I loved my trip to Scottsdale so much last year outside of some of the sin that I fell into while there. But it was really cool going back to a place that I truly do love as a completely different person. And the trip went completely 
different than it did last year, which was also such a cool thing to be able to see like, oh, 11 months ago, I was a completely different person prioritizing such different things while I was on this trip. How cool is it to now look at my life and see such different fruit in my life? I just thought that was completely awesome. And that just made the trip to Scottsdale that much better, being able to see that in that way. Also, we went on different hikes and we did pretty similar hikes that we did last year and such. And being able to see the comparison too, Marie and I both have been working out and like really prioritizing our like health and outside me wellness. She's not much of a wellness girl, her more of fitness, but being able to look at ourselves from last year and see the transformation was so freaking cool, you guys. And literally directly recreating photos being like, wow, look at how much has changed. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like all of the things. It was just so cool. I just really enjoyed being able to do that and just having such a clear picture of what change looks like and how amazing change can be. And again, if you have no context of what I'm even talking about, go back to last week's episode and you can hear me share my testimony, which is, again, it was an, it was an episode to overcome, but I'm glad I got through it and I refuse to look at how many people have listened to it because that's terrifying. Um, there's that. Lastly, before we jump into the episode, if you did not listen to last week's episode, we're starting a new thing where we just reflect the beginning and set really good intentions for the week. If you're not in my channel broadcast on Instagram, you absolutely should join. It's a joint account between my business and my personal account, so feel free to go join over there. But every Monday, I set just intentions for the week, body, soul, spirit-wise, which has been a really cool thing. So with it being Thanksgiving week, I just want to read off the body, soul, spirit things that I had intentions set for the week, and then we'll get into our gratitude. So first off, for body, set intentions this week, go for a walk with friends or family this week. If you're home for Thanksgiving weekend, grab your mom, grab your brother, grab your sister, your dad, your dog, and just go on a little walk. I just think that's such a sweet way to get your body moving, but also connect with people. And after eating a ton, I feel like it just feels so good to go on a walk. I mean, it feels good to just sit down and do nothing as well, but get on that hot girl walk. We love to see it. Also, go easy on yourself this week. We're gonna talk about that a lot further, but you don't need to be pushing yourself this week. You don't need to continue your perfect workout routine that you have every single week if you're home and that's not something you're able to do. Sit in gratitude this week. That is what this week is all about. If your schedule looks different, if your lifestyle looks a little different this week, that is okay. Holidays are a beautiful thing and we're meant to maybe prioritize different things during the holiday week. That is okay. You're allowed to give yourself a break. You're allowed to give yourself rest. You're allowed to eat whatever the heck you want this week. You got it. That's okay. Second, soul. Talk about your purpose with loved ones. When sitting around the Thanksgiving dinner table, sometimes conversation goes in whatever way. I don't know what your extended family is like, but maybe it's really easy for your family to gossip or talk about something that doesn't really matter. Bring up people's purpose. Bring up your own purpose. Be able to talk about things that you're passionate about or at least try really hard. I know it's hard in family settings sometimes to bring those things up, but we know that our purpose fuels our soul. And I think the people 
who love us should, they don't always, but they should care about your purpose. And I think the most loved I've ever felt by friends or family, and you can do this with friends if maybe your family isn't the people you feel comfortable talking about this with. But when my friends cheer on my purpose and are excited about my purpose, let me tell you, I never feel more loved than in any other way. It's just the most beautiful thing. Lastly, spirit. Meditate on Philippians 4, 6 through 7 this week. Philippians 4 through 7, 4, 6 through 7 is one of my favorite Bible verses because it talks about the power of thanksgiving, of coming to the Lord in thanksgiving. And since it is thanksgiving, I thought this is only fitting. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. This is in the New Living Translation as well. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank, and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I think a lot of times we come to God with these big requests, all of these things that we want, and yes, he is there to hear all of them. He is there with open arms to hear everything you've got for him, the good, the bad, the ugly. But when we come to the Lord with thankful heart and we come with thanksgiving, which other translations say like, present your requests to the Lord in thanksgiving. I think a lot of times when we are struggling in our faith or maybe we're new to the church, we just come to God with this laundry list of things that we want him to do. And it has changed so much for me when I present my requests to the Lord with gratitude. I'm already so grateful for the things that he has done. I'm not sitting here saying, Lord, if you do this, then I'll love you. If you do these things, then I'll follow you. I only love you if you're able to fulfill my needs, fulfill my requests. And if you don't do those, then I'm done with this. No, come to the Lord with such a grateful heart. It changes a lot about your relationship with him and it changes a lot about your outlook on life as well. So it's the last thing. And then before we jump into the episode, the final thing, I want you to stop what you're doing right now, grab a pen and paper, or just think about it in your mind right now. And I want you to tell me something that you're grateful for about your body. It can be anything. We're going to do this every week. I want it to be different than it was last week. Something different. It can be internally. It can be externally. Something you're grateful about your body. Next, I want you to tell me something you're grateful about your soul. Again, your soul, we, dry, we, we break that down into your purpose, your hobbies, and your community. Lastly, I want you to tell me something you're grateful about your spirit. If you haven't figured it out by now, I'm obsessed with gratitude and I'm obsessed with how I know it can change lives and how I want to see it change your life. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I want to start off this episode by sharing a Facebook post that I actually wrote back in May. It was the first time I was able to put to words my struggling relationship with food and it felt really scary at the time to share on the internet because it was something I was still walking through. I mean, gosh, if you've had a bad relationship with food, you know it's always something that's kind of in the back of your mind 24-7. And it's hard. It's really hard. And as much as we'd love to say it's an internal issue and nothing external ever leads to it, that's just so far from the truth. I mean, I know there's so many of you listening 
who were terrified to go into this week. Terrified because it's a holiday. Your family's around. It's a holiday surrounded by food, but yet so many people around the dinner table make comments about food and the way either you're eating or they're eating and you're listening. If you're a preteen, you're listening. If you're in your 20s, you're listening. If you're in your 30s, I know all of you are listening to those. And it feels so silly that a lot of times family and the people we love most think it's okay to make those comments when it's not. But at the same time, we can't control them. And we need to be able to come into this week knowing that they might happen. Knowing that there might be comments about the fact that you're going back for seconds, go back for seconds. I don't care what other people say, go back for seconds. Or that family members might make comments about the fact that so much was eaten at Thanksgiving, you don't need to eat for another two days. We're not doing that. We are not doing that. If you've struggled before, if you're still struggling, let's find freedom this week. I wanna give you encouragement around this. I wanna give you really practical tips about how to combat this because I know it. I know weeks like this can be difficult. You want to come into Thanksgiving with such a grateful heart and just be this light and this joy, but it's hard. I know it's hard. So this Facebook post, really quickly. And if you are a little bit older, this message is for you too. This message isn't meant to condemn anyone whatsoever. This is honestly just written from like such a vulnerable place of my heart. And I want other people to see food this way and see their younger daughters or their sons this way because gosh so many people are listening growing up and it's so silly to me that before I was even a teenager I was already conscious about the way that I look and I know that's the same for every girl if not every girl and guy and it's really hard to break free from something that you've been struggling with for over a decade but I want us to do it I want us to all do it okay so this post Goal weight, eat salads. We have to walk off this food. Don't eat too much. They're so lucky they can eat anything. You're so skinny. When he or she was bigger, they can't be healthy and look like that. I only like girls who are thin. Only be friends with people who are athletic. Restrict, don't enjoy the next diet trend. Keep working out. We listen, they listen. The direct comments, but also the passive ones. What you say about others, what you say about yourself. Somewhere there's a child or adolescent listening to you. Or a 20-something year old who has been told by one too many guys that he likes thinner girls after she struggled with years to kill the idea that skinny is superior. Your words have power. Power to uplift, power to destroy. I want to remind parents of that. I want to remind different generations of that. I want to remind those of influence with that, which is everyone. Your kids will listen. Young girls will listen to you just as much as the young boys. The small comments will make a difference. The small comments will set a standard. The small comments put together will play a role in a deep-rooted disorder. They sure did for me. For years, I was the girl who was complimented in the way of being told I was so skinny. Naturally, I became obsessed and attached to hearing that. Then I grew up. My body matured. It started to prepare itself for what it was biologically made to do. In a matter of one trip home, the compliments about me being skinny stopped entirely. This coming right after a breakup, in the time when I was already questioning my self-worth, I stopped eating entirely. I'd go days with my only calories coming from an iced coffee. Don't tell adolescents they're so skinny. Please, I beg you. Is this post meant to shame or blame anyone? Absolutely not. This post is to inform. This is a simple reminder from one generation to another to express hurt in the most loving way, 
to put to words something I didn't have the words for for a while, to address a problem I never would have admitted out loud for years, to protect those younger than us from years of running from food. These last few pictures were taken this past August. August, not this past August. I guess it was a year ago. This isn't something far removed. This is recent. A year ago, I was 110 pounds. If you think that is a healthy weight for a 22 year old who's averagely tall, that breaks my heart for the reality you live in. But guess what? Every single one of these posts went viral on one explore page or another. Looking back, I look sick. I physically was incapable to live the life the Lord had for me, but the world would glorify skinny over and over again. So how do we overcome this? I know the holidays are approaching. I know we hurt you. I know you live in South Florida. I know skinny gets more likes. I know your parents make comments. I know America's food system sucks. I'm sorry. I'm so deeply sorry I can't even express it. I wish I could change it all for you, but I cannot. I can only express what I believe would be Jesus's heart to you. You deserve to eat. You need to eat. You don't have to earn food. Food is energy. Food is a gift. Food sports community. Food celebrates culture. Celebrate food as much as you celebrate the body God gave you because look at all you can do. This is a beautiful gift that we take for granted. From a girl who still struggles, but hopes you can learn from me and take something from my own experiences. XX. And I posted that on Facebook, of all places, where every parent is roaming. And I'm gonna probably repost that this week because I think that post is just such a fitting thing for this week. I think that post just has such fitting words for this week because the holidays are hard. The holidays are really hard. And I want to give you very practical tips of how to combat this because like I mentioned before, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. People are gonna make comments and we can't do anything about it. We can try to inform as much as we physically can. But some people are just stuck in their ways. Some people have so many insecurities of their own that they're just going to project on you. And I'm sorry, you don't deserve that. I don't know what age you are. I don't know what season of life you're walking through. I don't know if this is something you've ever struggled with before, but there's some like crazy statistic about the amount of especially like young adolescent girls are battling with this. And a guy asked Marie and I this this week, actually, of like, how many girls do you think are walking around who have struggled with any disorder of some sort or some kind? And I said probably like 80%. Marie goes 90. That sounds pretty accurate. Like, there aren't many girls that I know who haven't struggled with a relationship with food at some point. We live in a society where that's normalized but then not talked about. I remember growing up and hearing people talk about anorexia and bulimia, and those were the two. So in my brain, I thought, unless I was making myself throw up from food, I was good. I didn't have an issue. Starving myself wasn't an issue. Cutting back on certain meals, skipping lunch every day, that wasn't an issue. I would watch friends of mine skip lunch every single day, and I would see their body look thinner than mine. So I would pick up on that. And then I would in turn do that as well. I would lie to myself and say I wasn't hungry every single lunch at school during high school. And I 
don't even consider that the period of my life where I had a problem. That to me was normal. That was the standard. That was what everyone else seemed to be doing. That was normal. And then when it came time to play sports later in the day, I would wonder why I didn't feel great. I didn't have any energy. I maybe had a protein bar or something really small for breakfast and then would skip lunch and then maybe would have dinner. No wonder I was so skinny. And yes, maybe once in a while around people, I would be able to eat a lot and people would look at me and be like, oh, you're so lucky you can eat anything. I wanted to look at them and say, you have no idea that I skipped lunch this entire past week. And to be honest, I couldn't even look at them and say that because I wasn't even consciously aware of it. And I didn't even think it was an issue. I had no idea. I just knew I wanted to be skinny and other girls were skinny. And that was just kind of the way that it is. Have conversations with your people. If you've got people in your life who you love, talk with them about this. Because I guarantee they've gone or they're going through something really similar to you. So that's my first piece of advice walking into this holiday season. Know who your people are, for starters. And tell them about this. I would not have healed my relationship with food in such a way if I did not have accountability. And I mean accountability that's really silly. It sounds silly to be like, hey, I have to text my friends multiple times throughout the day to make sure I eat. I'm going to intentionally text my friends at the beginning of a week that I know I might be a little more anxious than most weeks and say, hey, make sure I eat this week. Because I know when I'm anxious or I'm stressed, the first thing that's going to go is me eating entirely. And now I have such great friends who know my triggers. So they know when I'm around certain people, my mind likes to trick me and tell me I don't need food that day. I want to come on here and tell you just to avoid the people who suck and make comments like this. But oftentimes it is the people who do love us but don't know that this hurts. I don't know that this hurts. I think it's also really okay to set boundaries. It's okay to communicate this. It might suck. It might really suck to say, hey, I've had an issue that I struggle with for years. Can you please avoid making certain comments? But also give grace and know that they don't really understand what they're even saying, which is sad, I know. It's a sad reality. Many people in our parents' generation They have no idea what they're saying is causing so much harm. They have no idea what they've said to you growing up negatively influenced you for now over a decade of your life if you're in your 20s. So those are the first two things. Set boundaries. It's okay to communicate with people. Telling them, hey, maybe please don't make those comments. It negatively affects me and it hurts me. Two, accountability. That's going to be my biggest one. Three, I come back to gratitude all of the time. And I'm going to come back to it again in this too. I want you to be so intentional this week in this whole holiday season about showing so much gratitude towards your body. So much gratitude. And not even necessarily in the way that it looks, but in the fact that it can do so much for you. And I think the holiday season is definitely a time where we show gratitude towards a lot of other people, but we forget to show it to ourselves. And You can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're on empty, if you're being drained this whole holiday season, you're not going to be able to love people well. And as Christians, if we're believing our purpose here on earth is to love God and love people well, we can't do that without loving ourselves first. And I don't mean that in like the cheesy whatever way, but I'm learning the healthy balance of what it looks like biblically to love yourself. 
And it comes back to that. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You have to be full yourself. If you're sitting there feeling negative about your body 24-7, you're not able to carry yourself with this godly confidence that like the Lord gives you. But we've got to remind ourselves of that confidence. We've got to remind ourselves of who the Lord actually calls us to be. That our identity is not found in what other people say. When you live so confidently in the identity that the Lord has given you, it does not matter what other people say. Yes, we're humans and it gets to us sometimes, but every single day, remind yourself of who God is calling you to be. I don't care if that looks like a sticky note that you put on your mirror or in your car. Remind yourself of that every single day because your identity is set in that, not what other people have to say of you, not what you think when you look in the mirror. Your feelings are so deceitful. I wanted to keep this episode short and sweet, but I want to end this episode with just reminding you who you are in God, because that is truthfully throughout this whole holiday season, what's going to keep you. And that's what's kept me and made me be able to walk into situations that I might not necessarily have been comfortable in a year ago and still walk out of them with the same confidence that I walked into the room with. And that is such a beautiful thing. It's such a challenging thing. It takes time. I know it takes time. I just hope these simple reminders can point you back to what your true identity is because your true identity is exactly what God says you are and not what anyone else says you are. So I'm going to read this little quote by Priscilla Shire because I think it is so, so good. We will end the episode off on that. If you listen to any good pastor preach on identity, they are often going to talk about not necessarily knowing who you are, but knowing whose you are and knowing whose you are sets your identity kind of very similar to how I touched on last week. Like if you do not know who God is, it doesn't matter how much he loves you because that means nothing to you. But when you know who God is, his love for you changes everything in your life. Priscilla Shire wrote this basically called who's your daddy. And it's quite lengthy, but bear with me. He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation, creator of all. He is the architect of the universe and the manager of all times. He always was, he always is, and he always will be. Unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised but brought healing. He was pierced but eased pain. He was persecuted but brought freedom. He was dead and brings life. He is risen and brings power. He reigns and brings peace. The world can't understand him, armies can't defeat him, schools can't explain him, and leaders can't ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him, Nero couldn't crush him, the new age can't replace him, and Oprah, she can't explain him away. He is light, he is love, and he is longevity, and he is the Lord. He is goodness, kindness, and faithfulness, and he is God. He is holy, righteous, powerful, and pure. His ways are always right, his word is eternal, his will is unchanging, and his mind is on me. He is my redeemer, he is my savior, he is my guide, and he is my peace. He is my joy, he is my comfort, he is my Lord, and he rules my life. I serve him because his bond is love, his yoke is easy. His burden is light and his goal for me is abundant life. I follow him because he is the wisdom of the wise, the power of the powerful, the ancient of all days, the ruler of rulers, the leader of leaders, and his goal is a relationship with me. He will never leave me or forsake me, never mislead me or forget me, never overlook me and never cancel my appointment in his appointment book. When I fall, he lifts me up. When I fail, he forgives me. When I'm weak, he is strong. When I'm lost, he is the way. When I'm afraid, he is my courage. When I stumble, he steadies me. When I'm hurt, he heals me. When I'm broken, he mends me. When I'm blind, he leads me. When I'm hungry, he feeds me. When I face trials, he is with me. When I face persecution, he shields me. When I face problems, he comforts me. When I face loss, he provides for me. When I face death, he will carry me home. He is everything for everybody, everywhere, every time, and in every way. 
He is God. And that, sisters, is who you belong to. What a word. Honestly, look that up and put that somewhere. Like, I need to write that down too and just put it all like on my mirror. When I'm looking at myself, when I'm looking at my body, when I'm looking at food, who cares? Literally, who cares? And I mean that in the nicest, kindest way because I care all of the time. But like, why when that's my identity? When the creator of the universe desires an intimate relationship with me and instead of focusing on that being my identity, I'm focused on how I look in a pair of jeans or what a boy thinks about me or what my family members are saying about how much I eat. That has nothing to do with who you are as a human being. And I want you to believe that. I want the 90% of girls who struggle with their relationship with food and body image to know that and believe that with everything in them because it breaks my heart. And if I am catching you at a younger age before you had to go to battle with some of the stuff that I've talked about in this episode, it is my hope and my prayer that you cling to that more than anything, more than anything at all, because it is not worth living a life defined by what other people have to say about you. It's not even worth living a life defined by what you say about you. Because to be completely honest, a lot of times our minds play tricks on us and we will say some negative things when we look at ourselves in the mirror. Ain't that the truth? And so much is preached about self-love and things like that where you're supposed to look at yourself and tell yourself all of these things, but where is that coming from? If it's just coming from you, it's going to fall short. Because I've tried that before where I look at myself and say, you can do this, like you've got it. And at the end of the day, I just don't. I don't in my own strength. But with the Lord, with the spirit of the Lord living inside of me, with this as my identity, I've got it. With good community and good people holding me accountable, eat at the times when I don't feel like it, to love myself at the times when I don't feel like it, I've got this. When I set proper boundaries in my life, communicating to people of, hey, I'm really going through it right now. Like this season isn't great. Please refrain from making these certain comments. Then I've got it. We can't just walk through life blaming everyone else for the things that are happening to us. Because yes, I'm sure we all could write an absolutely long laundry list of negative things that people have said to us and write it off as it's not my fault. I can't control it. You're right. You can't control what other people say you can control how you respond. You can control how much you let it get to you too. And I, again, I don't mean that. Please hear me when I say that. I don't mean that to lessen your experiences. I am sure people have said some really hurtful things about you. But guess what? The creator of the world, the God of the universe, the only being whose opinion actually should matter. And at the end of the day, when this life ends, whose opinion does matter, says you're so much more. Says you're so much greater than what other people say about you. And that being that I just described desires a close personal relationship with you. One that pulls you away from feeling like you are less than. I hope you guys all have such a great Thanksgiving, whether you're spending it with family, with friends, even alone. I mean, 
Honestly, I've been there too, so I completely understand it. I want you, no matter what your Thanksgiving looks like, no matter if it's the cookie-cutter, family-perfect Thanksgiving, or it is a mess and a half, I want you to just really work on practicing gratitude. You might not deserve what you're going through. You might not deserve what people are saying about you. But I promise you still have something to be grateful for. I love you guys. Make sure to connect with us on social media at Jesus People Places. And then my personal is Mackenzie Marsh with two E's in the middle. I hope you guys have the best Thanksgiving ever. I also wanted to say as the Black Friday weekend starts, which honestly, it's been going on all week. Like this is so long, like so long of sales, which kind of does make it feel better. So it's not as much of like peer pressure on one day, like buy everything. But when being on social media, I know our economy is literally trash right now. Let me remind you that you don't need anything. I will also be posting discount stuff because truthfully, like this is my work busy season as an influencer. And that's the same for a lot of other influencers. Give them grace, but also set boundaries for yourself. If you need to take Friday off of social media or this whole week off social media, do it. If you need to mute certain creators that you know are going to be posting about sales and such, and you don't need to be spending money right now, do it. Set healthy boundaries for yourself. It's so important to do. It doesn't matter what trend is happening, what's trending, what you need for Christmas, any of these things, you do not need anything. Be conscious, be aware of how you're being influenced this weekend. <laughs> All that to say, just be conscious and be aware of how you're being influenced this weekend because yes, there are very subtle ads. Everything is just going to be flooded with a very materialistic point of view this weekend. So be on guard about that. Honestly, this whole holiday season as well. But that is today's episode. Make sure to connect with us on social media at Jesus People Places. And I will see you guys next week. Have such a happy weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. I love you guys. Bye.